When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, time to talk uh, women's football. Alicia Carnabas unavailable tonight. So uh, Teo Pellitzeri has been very good uh, to join, uh, jump on the phone and join us on the Global Game. How are you, Teo? Very good, gents. Thank you. No, thanks for coming on. Uh, short notice as well. Uh, Teo, a fair bit's uh, happened uh, since last week uh, when we were last talking about uh, the women's game, not least the removal of Corinne Diacre as the French national team coach. Now, the Federation citing a very significant divide in the camp, uh, and yet it's also censured the players in their statement as well, saying the way used by players to express their criticisms is no longer acceptable in the future. That sounds to me like a rather uneasy truce ahead of the Women's World Cup. Is that the way you read it? Absolutely. I think that the shot fired at the players there is really putting them on some notice. Let's not forget, strikes have been part of the French women's football team before. Amandine Henri, who was a World Cup silver ball winner and was actually already on strike from the French team before the women's Euros, never mind before Wendy Renard added her name uh, to the list of players that were absent and also Diu uh, Diani and also Marie-Antoinette Cototo, and that's where it reached a, a critical mass and a, a tipping point. Uh, Amandine Henri had been on strike under Philippe Bergeroux, who was a previous coach too. So this is not new for French women's football. However, if they can get the appointment right and they have a uniter that brings all of those previously mentioned players back, they go from being uh, potentially scuppered to right back in contenders to actually make the final. And unfortunately, they are on Australia's half of the draw. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Um, No such truce in Canada, where it uh, seemed an impasse over paying conditions was about to end via uh, the newly negotiated CBA. But the Canadian Federation has then released the details publicly without notice and the players aren't happy. So is that back to square one with that one? I don't think it's back to square one just because they did advance it so quickly uh, from when it was first raised to when the Canadian Federation came to the table. They would be acutely aware that this is their best chance to win a World Cup in men's or women's ever. I mean, they are the reigning Olympic gold medalists. The fact it got to this situation speaks to the mismanagement, but I'm actually pretty confident that the fact they moved after the initial uh, flags were raised over back pay being owed means that they will actually finally come to something that the players can live with. Right. And apparently uh, there is some movement on the situation in Spain, uh, which is the third country where the players and federation are at loggerheads. Uh, The 15 players who'd rule themselves out of national team contention are said to be close to negotiating a return. All very clandestine and interesting stuff ahead of the Women's World Cup, of course, but hopefully it all gets resolved because we want to see the best players in this part of the world. Um, Away from the politics, Teo, let's uh, talk about the domestic game. The A-League women's competition saw a weekend of shocks with uh, both Sydney FC and Western United falling to surprise defeats. Yeah, and it was only the second time in the history of the league, 15 years now, that the top three teams on the table all lost in the same weekend. So it, it shook things up to the extent that 
Sydney FC didn't lose any ground going for the Premiership because their main rivals lost. The biggest winners were Melbourne Victory, who are now five points clear inside the top four. Not over the line by any stretch of the imagination, but it, it's certainly taken the juice out of the chasing pack, which was previously being headed by the likes of Perth and Brisbane uh, on the outside, and Canberra in particular, but a combination of their uh, draw with Wanderers and also their points deduction for making four substitution windows in a game instead of three means (laughs) that even if they win the appeal and get the points back, they have it all to do. Mateo, two wins from their last four will seal the premiership for Sydney, uh, given their superior goal difference. They play Melbourne City in Melbourne this weekend in the standout game of the round. round. Uh, Western, no doubt, will be hoping for a, a City win. They will. The only issue for Western is that second place comes with a double chance and the opportunity to go direct to the grand final, whereas third versus fourth is straight elimination. So as much as Western would be hoping that Sydney leave the door ajar, their own form, Western, means that maybe they would be better off consolidating second place and trying to book that ticket direct to the grand final in the one versus two final that uh, will come up in a couple of weeks' time. Sydney FC, the loss to Wellington was a surprise, but the combination of injuries, international call-ups and suspensions meant that it wasn't a total shock. So I think they actually will bounce back to their best. And given they beat Melbourne City 3-0 only about a month ago, they would fancy their chances of winning down in Melbourne. Okay, let's uh, head overseas. Um, Sam Kerr, goodness me, she does this week in, week out, doesn't she? What a goal she scored for Chelsea uh, as they beat Manchester United 1-0 in the top of, top of the table clash uh, in the FA Women's uh, Super League. Uh, that's and I think that I think Chelsea play Man City in a in a couple of weeks' time, which is uh, you know potentially another uh, decisive fixture in that title race. Uh, it is. It is this weekend as well. Uh, that game against Manchester City. I think the leaders changed for the last time. Manchester United did well to stave Chelsea off, and Chelsea's commitments across the Champions League and two cups meant they were often dealing with one or two games in hand. But now that they're at the top of the tree, I actually can't see them giving it up. The only hope for Manchester United is that Chelsea's uh, investment in the Champions League and potentially winning that competition could be a bit of a distraction, but I actually think their squad is deep enough and their best 11 is uh, strong enough to actually deal with all of those different uh, competitions on multiple fronts. So my big call is that we've seen the lead change in the WSL for the last time this season. Chelsea will win the title. Rubbish, Tao. City are going to come home with a wet <laughs> sail and they will beat Chelsea. <laughs> um, final one, Tao. We've got a question for you. Tim Coglin has sent in a, a message on our text line, 0457736736. Question for Tao, says Tim. You've been vocal in recent weeks in your opinion that Kirsty Fenton should be called up to be Steph Catley's understudy. I'm confused why Courtney Nevin is not your first option considering her incumbency and developments. It's a curly question, but I thought I'd throw it at you. Yeah, look, I think that uh, the reality is that uh, we have a show called Dub Zone on Saturdays mm-hmm. where we go around the couch and we give our opinions and it's an interactive show. And I think that, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is build that audience and get more people in to interact with us live on the show and ask us questions as the show is going. I think a lot of people see the social activations afterwards and the amplification of what our experts have to say. It was Alicia Ferguson this week who uh, thought that Tamiki Yallop would be the best person for that position if Steph Catley is out injured for a little mm-hmm. while. And so I'm turning that question into a shameless plug for 2.45pm <laughs> on Saturday Good on, on 10 Play and Keep Up YouTube, Simon. Always hustling. Always oh, working. brilliant, Tayo. <laughs> and how strange, hey? Opinions creates debate. Who'd have thought it, hey? 
terrific. I love it. That's actually been one of the best things about the show this year in that this discussion is not taking place in any other space and we're hearing names and seeing faces that otherwise wouldn't have been in the Matilda's conversation because, um, you know, frankly, our experts on the couch, if it's Teresa Polias or Grace Gill or others, are willing to stick their neck out and give Mm -hmm. it a go. You're doing a grand job, Tao. Keep doing it. Thanks, mate, for stepping in tonight for Alicia. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. That's uh, Teo Pelletzeri on uh, the women's game. Another quick break, and uh, we'll answer one or two more of your texts and tweets and have a little Euro update as well.